receive the word of God. Just give us a second to work this out. Now, I could preach without a mic. I don't, I don't have to have a microphone, but it'll, it'll help my voice if, if we just do it like this. Everybody hear me good? Yeah. All right. Thank God. Well, you might, you might think as I get into this today that it's not a Christmassy kind of message. Well, all of the word is Christmassy. It's all about Jesus and the power of his word. I can't get out of my spirit what, we've been, what we were talking about a couple of Sundays ago. About how Jesus warned us in the last days, take heed that nobody deceive you. He said deception would run rampant through the church. Now, folks, you know, I could make a list right here, but all of us know how true this is. Who would have imagined even 20 years ago that marriage would ever be anything other than a man and a woman in this country? Who would have ever imagined? And that it is, it is an issue even in the church. An entire denomination, the United Methodist, you know, it's completely split, divided, as they should have. But I'm just saying, it be, it, it, these, these cultural issues, these cultural sins, if you will, church leadership, popes and pastors and apo- are being deceived by this stuff. That's just one. I could name so many other things. And so that's just stirring in my spirit. Remember what we talked about. I'm not going to go over everything, but I want to catch us all up since there was a weekend between 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and no wonder, verse 14 and 15, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Now, why would he need to masquerade as an angel of light? Because he's trying to deceive the forgiven, the children of God, the people of God, not those that he already has in his, in his grips that are already deceived. He's trying to deceive God's people. So he masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Man, that that is heavy when you think about that. The servants of the enemy of the devil masquerading as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. As the apostle Paul was preparing his ministry to be handed down to the next generation through his spiritual son, Timothy. A lot of good, rich stuff in the, in the two books of Timothy. But I want to read two verses from 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith. All right, now, that's not talking about the people of the world. Some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Now, go to Romans 1. That's a dangerous way for God to describe anybody. If if God is saying you have a seared conscience, there's, there's no coming back from that. Abandoning the faith in the latter times. Following deceiving, again, Jesus said, take heed that no one deceive you. 
deceiving spirits. Second Timothy, Paul goes on. Chapter 3, two verses there. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and the word is imposters, I'm putting the word there, masqueraders, like we read a few weeks ago. Evildoers and imposters, masqueraders will go from bad to worse. From bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. I mean, when you again, when you see, if you if you do understand, I do. I read faith-based news reports and faith-based headlines and updates, and I, I, I without fail, every day there's a story about a minister somewhere that has fallen into some kind of sin. Or into some kind of deception. And of course Satan will attack the shepherds and attack the pastors. Because if he can bring them down, where does that leave the sheep? And he's ultimately out to destroy the people of God. The body of Christ. You know, there's an interesting thing about people that are deceived. People that are deceived seem like they're on a mission to deceive others. And they usually do that with great zeal. You'll never meet more zealous people than people who have been deceived. Some of the most passionate people you will ever meet are deceived people. Because every deception has a cause attached to it. Every deception has a cause attached to it. So deceived people, whether in the church or outside of the church, are some of the most confident people you'll ever meet. They're bold. They're self-assured. They're vocal. They're they're zealous in spreading their deception. They are truly people with a cause, but unfortunately their cause is deceived. They determine to gather around themselves followers For deception loves company. I said deception loves company. The Apostle Paul referred to those deceived ones as wolves in sheep's clothing. Wolves masquerading around as sheep. What better place for the masquerading, the deceived wolves masquerading as sheep? Why would they masquerade as sheep? Because where do they... Want to come in among the the sheep to deceive. And again, more than ever in history, as the end of all things is nearer and nearer and nearer. Deceivers never seem to be lone rangers. (laughs) They stay on mission to deceive others and gather others around them. Let's read what Paul said, and he was speaking to the church of Ephesus, but in the book of Acts, during his missionary journeys. And he says this, Acts chapter 20, verse 28, keep watch over yourselves and all of the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, speaking to leadership, be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you. 
and not spare the flock. Even from your own number, from within the church, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples. You see this? Deception loves company. Deception is going to to do everything it can to uh, gain followers, to gain a following. So be on your guard, Acts 20, verse 38. Remember, Paul says that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Wow, what a burden was upon Paul for this congregation concerning deception and guarding against being deceived. My friend, if you believe for one minute that you could never be deceived, you are already deceived. <laughs> I'm not saying don't, uh, don't, don't believe that you will be deceived. I say, but don't say you could never be deceived. You know, COVID-19 changed everything with the, with the church of the Lord in this nation and around the world. I mean, I, I still to this day seeing certain members that disconnected because of COVID have never reconnected. And I've already told you, they've been deceived. Members of this church that would defend, you must have community, of course. Of course you can't live out your faith walking by yourself all alone. Are doing that very thing now, believing they're as saved and, and, and full of the spirit as the next person. And they've completely disconnected from the church. They're deceived. So my friend, be on guard and be watchful and be alert. If uh, You can't see the title, but the title for today's message is A Strategy for Victory. A Strategy for Victory. What do we do because of the, of the rampant deception all around us and, and every level of society? And again, time does not allow me I, you can point to science and see this deception. You can point to education and see deception. You can point to financial markets and see deception. You can point to the government and find all kinds of deception. You can, deceiving spirits have run, are running rampant across this, America, uh, this nation at every level of society. Jesus also said, what do we do about this deception? He said, be alert Be alert and be awake, spiritually alert and spiritually awake all the time. The apostle Peter says this to us in 1 Peter 4 verse 7, the end of all things is near. Now that's more truer for us today than it was his generation. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. He goes on to say, In the next chapter, verse 8 and 9, 1 Peter 5. Be alert and of sober mind. Be alert and of sober, sober mind. Isn't it interesting to use the word sober? Hmm. What do we think of when we use the word sober? (laughs) Drunk. And what does drunk do? It impairs you. You cannot be alert. It dulls your senses. So I love that Peter's saying, using the word sober mind, not under the influence of anything that could cause you to be drunk. And this is, this is way bigger than just the physical drunk from alcohol. 
distractions, compromises that cause us to be clouded in our mind, blurred in our understanding. Be of sober mind so that you may pray. 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind. He says it again. Why? And you heard me refer to this, but here we go. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. We are not in this alone. We're not in the, nobody in this room is in this alone. We're in this together. It's, it's, it, we're a family, and we must be of sober mind as a church. We must resist the devil even corporately, standing firm in the faith. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I mean, we're coming to days like that. We're coming into days like that, where you can't trust the word of any man almost anymore outside of the people of God, the family of God. Stand firm together in the faith because you know that the family of believers, I love how these two verses, Peter's being very clear, we need, we're of a family. We're not in this thing alone. We're together, there's a togetherness, there's a community. Because again, how does the devil pounce on you and devour you if he can separate you from the herd? <laughs> I get visions of, of lions hunting in Africa. We've all seen it on the Discovery Channel. He's gotta separate a weak one separate one that just kind of like, what happened? I don't know. I didn't stick with the pack. I was over here checking something out on my own. I was listening to this, this teacher I found on YouTube. I, I would, uh-oh. Those are the ones the devil will pounce on. My friend, you watch that. Lions, they're not dumb. They're, they're, smart. they're not gonna jump on five or six wildebeests at one time. They isolate one. And jump on that one to devour it. So as we stick together, man, this whole thing of when I, well, when I work this out, I'll be back. When I, when I, that, we, we get that, we get moved by the how, do the this, get the new job, get the degree. You know, when, when the healing comes, when the answer, the, then you'll see us again, pastor. Oh, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard that in 33 almost years. Wow. Because the devil will see to it that you never accomplish those things out there on your own, all by yourself. I mean, you know, this whole thing, you know, don't be confused. God ordered this today. God ordered this to be like this today. I'm convinced of that. I really believe he did. This is no victory for the devil because, the tech, okay, you know, he's been attacking our technology. You know what? It's just all off today. <laughs> devil. We turned it all off. What you going to do now? Huh? What you going to do now? So be alert and of sober mind. Deal with distractions. Deal with compromises. Ask the Holy Spirit and he will reveal. Where if there are compromises in your faith, in your walk with God somewhere, deal with them as he reveals them, release them, repent, confess them before God and be forgiven and, 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 and clear the mind, the understanding. I pray every day, Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Now, Romans says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. How does that happen? By the power of the Holy Spirit who gives us the mind of Christ and the thoughts of Christ according to the word. 
So be of sober mind, be alert, be on guard, be watchful all the time. Reaching out for some, as it says in Jude, as if you're snatching them out of the flames of hell. And then next, uh, next I want to say, I want to encourage you that in the midst of, of uh, everything's relative and all truth is relative and my truth, your truth, his truth, their truth, speak the truth, capital T, with boldness, with a greater passion, with a greater zeal. Don't let deceivers be more zealous than we who hold the truth and we know who Jesus is. Don't let the deceivers be more zealous than we are. In this hour, speak the truth with boldness. Just like they prayed in the book of Acts chapter 4 when they were persecuted, arrested, accused, beaten, threatened, whatever, whatever. And folks, the church is being threatened and abused and, and mocked and criticized like never before. Wasn't there a preacher, a street preacher recently? Somebody walked up and shot him in the head. The, 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 the spirits of deception and the spirits of antichrist are running rampant because if anybody reads the Bible, Satan does. You've heard me say that and I'm a firm believer. He knows that whatever comes out of the mouth of God shall come to pass. And God has a lot to say about his end and his demise. And scripture says he's making war against the saints for he knows his time is short. We have the greatest cause to spread around. And that is the cause of Christ who came to save us from our sins and restore us to the Father. And what sets our cause apart again is we have the truth, capital T, truth. And that is the only power that can set men women, people free from the lies and the deception of sin. That's why we have to be pursuers of the capital T truth. Read the truth, read the truth, speak the truth, pray the truth. Of course, we start with the word of God and that will, that getting the word in our mouth, in our minds, meditating on it, knowing it, reading it, studying it, knowing what the word of God says. But it, it's like that's the vaccination against being deceived is knowing what thus saith the Lord is on matters that pertain to life and godliness. So it's no cliche. It's no cliche to say we cannot be silent any longer. It's no cliche to say in the face of deception and persecution that is increasing all around us, it's no cliche to say silence is unacceptable. The Bible makes it as simple as this. For him who knows to do good. And sometimes that doing good involves speaking. So to him who knows to do good and does not do it, it is sin. Man, that's about as plain as God could be. You know to speak the truth and you don't. It's sin. Lord, let us open up our mouths and have a boldness greater than the boldness that deceivers have. The Apostle Paul went on as he was encouraging young Timothy, his spiritual successor, his spiritual son, 
In 2 Timothy chapter 4, this is a passage of scripture that, that our movement, the Assemblies of God, uses uh, when they or bring people to uh, ministers to a place of ordination. 2 Timothy 4, 1, in the presence of God and of, our, of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge, preach the word. Be instant, prepared, in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Encourage, rebuke, <clears throat> direct, instruct with great patience. Why? He tells us in the very next verse. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Folks, there are millions of Methodist believers. Methodism held to, you know, there's, there's man and female, male and female. God created he, them for the entire history of their movement until only recently. You have Methodist born again, Methodist people now that stayed on the side of, yeah, but now we think it's okay for two men to marry each other, two women to marry each other, and uh, for uh, uh, somebody not to know what gender they are or, or create their own gender. Millions who held to the traditional biblical view of male and female, of husband and wife, have been deceived by what the press and the deception of popular culture Cultures embraced it. It's all you hear every single day. So the, the deceiving, the wolves in sheep's clothing, they've come in among the body. Be on guard. Be alert. Stay in the word. Know what scripture says. God is God and he changes not. And we don't adapt the church to the culture. The culture has to adapt to the church because Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not up to me or you. God said it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. That settles it. It's done. For the time will come, Paul warned Timothy and all of us, when people will not put up, they won't put up with sound doctrine. Now, is he talking about people out in the world? Of course not. If people out in the world don't live by sound biblical doctrine. That's the people in the church that live by sound biblical doctrine. He says, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Mm. They will turn their ears away from the truth. Now, as he spe- again, he's not speaking about the unforgiven. They're not in the truth. They're not walking in truth. He's talking about people that were walking in the truth. Will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, the next verse, keep your head your mind, your thoughts in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Wow. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. 
And my friend, every one of us in this room have a ministry, some more than one. We are all ministers according to the Jesus and according to the New Testament. We are all ministers. Keep your head. Again, Holy Spirit, renew my mind every single day. Now, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 24. This is how he spoke about it. Verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Mm. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, This is not a doom and gloom message. This is the reality of the truth of the end times which we are living in right now. Wickedness is increasing. Spiritual darkness is increasing. It will never quench the light ever of the glory of the Lord and of the truth of the gospel. Never, no, never, no, never. At the same time that gross darkness is advancing and wickedness is advancing, the glory of the Lord is rising upon the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the church that is described as a glorious church without spot or blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. Hallelujah. The church is rising up to speak the truth, to stand for truth. To be alert and aware so we know how to pray and so we know how to approach people, the people, the kind of people that need to be snatched up before it's too late. And I have a new prayer list lately. I got certain people on my prayer list and I'm praying, God, snatch them up. I'm telling you, snatch them up. They know better. They're running They've been deceived. I bind and loose the deception off of them. Snatch them up into your grace. Snatch them up before it's too late. Snatch them up with your, in your power to come and bow down before the feet of Jesus before it's too late. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. You know, I'm beginning to get a... Um, Different understanding. I'm still studying it and, and I want to be careful. When Jesus talks about the broad way, wide way, wide gate, and the narrow, narrow gate, which is the road, the gate that leads to heaven, because of what he says about it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many find that. The devil makes that one easy to find. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life and few. Few find it. If judgment begins at the house of the Lord, as scripture says, where does that leave the sinner and the unforgiven? If I were you, I'd get closer than ever before to the church, to the family of God. Link up, tighten your, your, shorten your distance between one another. Get to know one another better. Praying together, fellowshipping together, serving God and warring together because we are in a war. 
The love of most will go grow cold, but the one who stands firm unto the end will be saved. I've been at this enough years now that that my that part of another one of my prayers is God, I want to finish well. I want to finish well. I've known too many pastors that have fallen by the wayside. I know too many pastors. One recently that I've known for many many years. He's like uh, seventy eight nine year, years old and recently retired from pastoring. And right after he retired, he left his wife shacked up with a woman twenty thirty years younger than him, a man of God who was highly respected in our movement for over 40, almost 50 years. And this is how he ended. And I'm like, God, I'm going to end well. I'm going to hear you say, well done. You have finished your race. You have finished your course. Now is laid up for you a crown of righteousness, which the Lord shall give you on that day. My friend, it matters not how you've started, how you've run the race. Run well so you might finish well. When you get to the end, whatever that may be for you, you want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful in little things, faithful when you were suffering, faithful when you didn't get the healing, faithful when you didn't make much money, faithful when you were persecuted, faithful when you were misunderstood. I'm going to make you ruler. Over much. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well done. Because you see, there's another group. Now I'm off the page now, but we'll just go with this. Holy Spirit. There's another group Jesus talks about that are going to say, Lord, Lord. I built 10 churches for you. I cast devils out of people. Wow. I raised the dead. But he will look at them and say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't even, I, that, I can't even begin to comprehend that or understand that. But to go back and say, don't ever say, I could never be deceived. Rather be alert and on guard. Stay connected to the body. We're in this fight. You're not fighting alone. You're not grieving alone. <clears throat> oh, we remember, and it just dropped into my spirit because their seats are empty. That our dear sweet Patty lost her husband, John. Yesterday morning. And so we want to grieve with Patty. If you pray with us every week, you know who Patty is. She's a prayer warrior. And that's not cliche to say. She's a woman full of the faith and fire and vision of God. And John slipped into eternity. And so we remember Patty, Bailey, and her family. And we mourn together. It's healthy. They don't even, they're not even mourning alone. We're mourning together with them. With anyone in here that's going through loss, you're not alone. You're not mourning alone. We mourn with you. Your body, your spiritual family mourns with you. Then Jesus goes on. Let me try to get through this. And this gospel of the kingdom, the very next thing he says, will be preached in all the world 
as a testimony to all nations, and then the final end will come. Hallelujah. So church, let's be reminded today, we're not in this alone. If we don't stay connected, stay in prayer, stay in the word, we could be deceived. Be on your guard and stay alert because the devil is roaming around. How many of you can be honest along with me to say, you know some people of the faith, they were once of the faith and of the truth and now they're gone, they were deceived, they've been deceived. You know somebody like that? I think we all do if we're honest. And because there's so many ways, so many kinds, so many ugh, you know, types of, of deception out there. <clears throat> We live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons of our warfare, the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of flesh and blood. Uh, they're not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's the power that is within us. Oh, Lord, send the power. Yeah, maybe he's saying, release the power that I've already put in you. Peter and John, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, such as I have. At some point, we ought to be able to give somebody a little power that can help set them free. Hallelujah. The power within, the Holy Spirit within us. Oh, it's wonderful when God falls from out here, when the rain of the Spirit comes from out there, up there somewhere. But man, there's so much more in us. Rivers of living water uh, flowing out of our belly should be rivers, rivers of life, springs of life flowing from within us. The devil would have you believe you got to call somebody else. You got to ask the pastor. You got to pray for God to touch you again, to, to come from out here somewhere and bless you in some way. Release my friend, my forgiven friend. Release my Pentecostal so friend, release from in here the power that is on the inside of you to those who are in need today. Release this power that's in us that breaks strongholds, that binds and looses whatever is hindering somebody. God is ready to bind and loose it from heaven. Hallelujah. Such as I have, Peter and John were able to say, I can release to you. I can't fix that. I can't pay for that. I can't make you better. But what I do have, the hope of Christ that is within me, the power of the faith that God has put in with me, I can release that to you in this moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got too much more. We're going to, have to do it another time. The strategy... For victory, be alert and be on your guard. Speak the truth at every opportunity. And understand, uh, concerning persecution, it's not if. It's not if persecution comes, it's when. Persecution is here, it, it is among us. It's only going to get worse, my friend, because everything about the, the culture is anti-Christ, anti-faith, anti-God, and more anti-Israel than ever before, by the way. Than ever before. That's just another sign that the end is at hand. A poll was just taken by Harvard University. <laughs> 51% of the people they polled, I don't know the details how many people it was, it was a headline I saw. 51% said the solution to the Palestinian Israeli problem is for 
the state of Israel to no longer exist. They hate Israel. They hate America. They don't even call Israel the great Satan. They call America the great Satan. And Israel's the little Satan. My friend, Jesus is coming soon. All that hell has has been unleashed against the world. But we have the victory in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can stand together, fight together. Let's just stand, everybody. Yes, Pastor Jamil. Yeah, let's just stand right here. Oh, come on. It's, the wind is blowing down here. Come on down to the front and get a fresh breeze blowing through your underarm. Well, never mind. But just come on down here and get a little, get a little fresh. Let's get in the altar right here. It's more cooler. It's more cooler. It feels better down here. And let's just offer ourselves up to God before we go today. We've ended early. This service has ended early. Oh, Holy Spirit, come in power. Come in power. Lord, renew our minds. Give us an alertness and an awareness that when you show us distractions, we remove them. When you show us compromises in our life, we lay them down. Lord, we want to be full of your Holy Spirit. We want to be able to release the power that you've placed within us to those that are in need. And, oh, God, we want to be, uh, we, we want to be inoculated, vaccinated against uh, deception by walking in the truth, speaking the truth, meditating on the truth, knowing the truth, who is Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we worship. We offer ourselves one more time on a sacrifice today. Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Search me, O God. I've got victories that I'm ready to experience. I've got turnarounds that I need in my life right now. I've got breakthrough right now. And I'm going to praise you anyhow. I'm going to praise you anyway, no matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like. I'm going to give you a faith-filled praise. I'm going to give you an inconvenient praise. I'm going to give you an uncomfortable praise. I'm going to give you a praise out of grief, mourning, and loss. I'm going to lift up my voice and praise you with my family with my brothers and sisters today and I know the victory is mine I know the victory is mine I know the glory of the Lord is being poured out is being revealed the power of God the living water rivers are flowing from our bellies from inside the depth of our spirit let our praise flow like rivers let truth flow out of us like rivers hallelujah oh God it's all or nothing. The devil is out. He, he, he's out for blood. <clears throat> he's out for blood. He's masquerading as a service of righteousness. Oh, God, fill us, Lord. Let discerning, the discerning of spirits rise among us. Protect each one, oh God. Protect this house, this church, this flock, this body. Not one will be deceived, I declare in the name of Jesus. And those that are being deceived and have been deceived, we bind and loose that deception off of them that they may see the truth and see the hope and stand up and wake up from the pig pen that they're in and come back to the Father's house where you have a ring and a robe ready for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We... Your name is power. Your name. Your name is power.
down. We call home every prodigal, every prodigal. Lord, you know my heart. For 32 years, uh, there are prodigals that have left this house, that have left the house of God, uh, that have left our families, that have left the faith. Uh, we bind and we loose everything that's hindering them, everything that is deceiving them. We will serve you, our household, uh, my household, uh, my household. Uh, we'll serve the Lord. Uh, we'll love you. Uh, we'll come back home to the Father's house. We'll sit at your feet again. Uh, they will open up their mouth and bless the Lord uh, and the joy of their salvation will be restored it shall be oh god even as we declare and decree according to your word our sons our daughters our mothers fathers brothers sisters husbands wives grandsons granddaughters best friends are going to come to the father's house and holy spirit you are making jesus irresistible to them hallelujah Hallelujah. Lord, we mean business. We're warring and we're fighting for the next, every generation that has lost their way, that has been deceived. Open their eyes. We unblind them. We unblind them now in the name of Jesus. Shut up. Right now we unblind them in the name of Jesus. The salvation of God, the salvation of God revealed to them wherever they are wherever they are. Hallelujah. Breakthrough for them. They're coming to themselves because they're going to come to the end of self. At the end of self is nothing but despair. And when they find the end of themselves, they will be awakened as the prodigal in the pig pen was. He came to his created self, a son, a daughter of God, and made his way back home to the Father's house. Mm, hallelujah. Yes, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and we gotta become violent and take our families back, take our finances back, take our, our peace back, take our health back, take our marriages back, take our children back, our schools back in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is not the time to be quiet, to be compliant, to be tolerant. Uh, this is the time to speak up and stand for truth and declare that it's going to be God's way or it's going to be no way at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we are warring for souls. We're warring for children. We're warring for families, for health. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Don't let us stop. Lord, let us keep our praise going up in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the heartache, like you did for Jehoshaphat that day where he inquired of the Lord. And you told him to ready for battle, be prepared for the battle. But then you said, stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Mm, we are suited up. We have the armor on. We are standing on the front lines and now we know that our God is about to go before us and fight for us and give and set ambush and he's going to ambush the enemy on our behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that story in 2 Chronicles 20, it says King Jehoshaphat heard that four different enemies of Israel, four different nations, four different enemies surrounded Judah. He was the king of Judah. The kingdom had been divided into Israel and Judah. Israel chose idols and idol worship, and Judah chose to serve God. And Judah was led by King Jehoshaphat, 
Oh, I, I love that name. That's a mouthful of a name. King Jehoshaphat. God bless you. But anyway, <clears throat> it said the first thing he did when they bought the re- brought the report, we're surrounded. We're surrounded. It said the King Jehoshaphat inquired of the Lord. Mm. And the rest of that story, you'll hear from me. I don't know when, but I'm going to go back to that. The rest of that story, how God, as they sent the praise out in front, God ambushed the enemies. They turned on one another and killed one another because they decided we're going to praise God anyhow. We're going to trust him anyhow. He has said he's going to fight for us and give us the victory. And we're going to suit up with the armor. We are on the front lines of battle. But our, our warfare is spiritual. It's through intercession. It's through prayer. It's through praise. It's through decrees and declarations. And we're going to watch the, the Lord vanquish the enemy. <clears throat> let me tell you this and I'll let you go. <clears throat> After the church was born, there was an incident that happened were a couple, a married couple, Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira, however you pronounce that, came before the Lord and they lied to the Holy Spirit. And under grace, we saw a little bit of the Old Testament God. He struck them down dead. Now, they were church folk. They somehow were deceived and lied about selling some property. They they didn't have to give any of that money to the church. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have to lie about it. They chose to lie. Of course, the record says they lied to the Holy Spirit because those were the tender days right after the birth of the church. The Holy Spirit, they were so filled with the Holy Spirit. There was such a sensitivity and a tenderness in in each and every heart that God struck them dead under grace. Later on, there was a particular Herod, a particular Herod that stood up in the main square and declared, declared that he was a God. And he declared that he was a God. God struck him down in the public square. Last week in the Turkish parliament, Maybe some of you saw that. Some of you did see it. A member of parliament. That'd be equivalent to a senator here or a congressman or congresswoman here standing at the podium like they always do and you know giving their speeches or whatever. This particular member of parliament in Turkey, Turkey now has sided against Israel, by the way, publicly through their president, stood up and began to curse Israel curse the war, you know, give praise to the cause of Hamas and the cause of the Palestinians. He fell to the floor in the meeting in front of the world and died. I don't know. I believe we could see more of those kinds of things as God has had it with the unbelief and with those cursing his name and cursing his people because the time is almost out. Jesus is coming so very soon. 
Lord, we're gonna live so close to you. We're gonna walk closer to you. Lord, I'm gonna have a shorter distance between me and the Holy Spirit than I've ever had before. Well, the reason the one lamb had to go be rescued was he decided he would put distance between him and the shepherd. He decided I'll put distance between me and Jesus. And the distance caused him to lose his way. And you went after even the one. Lord, give us a compassion that will go after one to rescue them in this hour before it's too late. And Lord, we will be on guard and be alert and be watchful. We will not be susceptible to being picked off and devoured by the enemy. And we will stay in your word, speaking the truth, standing upon the truth, building, continuing to build our lives and our faith upon the word of God that cannot ever return back to you empty or void. Your word that is powerful, quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm. Lord, that's our main weapon through prayer and intercession and decreeing and declaring your word. And Holy Spirit, fill us to the point that, that your power is released when someone in need comes across our path, that the power of the Spirit be released from within us to touch the need of someone else, even heal them, even open their eyes to who Jesus is. So we thank you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today. We'll see you next Sunday, Christmas Eve. Bring up the house lights now. Brendan, yeah. Just to help everybody, it's still a little out right here. Okay, Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was great. Um, um, we're turning everything off. Yes, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, start undoing all of this. Brendan will help you. Yeah. Brendan, help you.